It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Netherlands players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we are continuing our look at the uh, squads for the 2022 World Cup. And uh, today we focus on the Netherlands. So for those looking for a quick version of this, you can skip to near the end of the media cast, uh, the last four or five minutes where we summarize the likely starters. And just prior to that, with about, I'd say, 15 minutes remaining, we'll have some discussion on the squad, uh, the main issues, uh, how we see their overall strength and what they look like going into the cup as well as uh, some of the key players to look out for or key issues. Uh, we'll put those times in the show notes and uh, we'll also be editing this media cast into a shorter version um, for those who are just looking for an overview. So for those looking for a deeper dive, we go through the players to explain uh, why we think uh, they are candidates and we give some information on their history and their standing with the squad. So the way we do this uh, is by first organizing the players into their designated positions. Um, we should note that these are a bit artificial because players don't always play in the uh, position they're coded for, but it's nevertheless a good way to organize the discussion. And then we go through the players and share some of the data we've collected in our files. And using that data, uh, we try to predict how likely the player is to make the team. And that's based mostly on their recent participation, but a couple of other factors are considered too. Uh, we categorize them into definite, likely, possible, possible but unlikely, seems to be off the squad. And we also have a couple of categories uh, for players who are recently retired, notable, notable absences, we call that one. And we make a note of any players who are currently injured. So we'll also try to determine uh, which players will be starters and which will be substitutes. And uh, for those following on YouTube, we run a very simple graphic where we list the names and you could actually see the players' names and how they're spelled um, and how badly we mispronounce some of them. And it's the same broadcast for the podcast version. Uh, so we're gonna try to repeat the names a few times to help listeners familiarize themselves uh, with the players' names so that you'll know who they are when they step onto the field. And that's as much as we can do at this point. Uh, but as the rosters are being published, we will do an update episode. Uh, that will be essentially going over our predictions, updating them based on the games uh, that they played between now and then, and revealing which players were selected. Uh, there may be a preliminary uh, and a final squad. So uh, keep your eye out for that. That'll probably be in early to mid-November. All right, on with the show. So we are going to begin by taking a look at um, uh, takeaways from the previous podcast. So for European teams, we uh, did an uh, kind of a, a teams, a groups podcast for the groups in Euro uh, 2021. And... Um, Euro 2020, actually, it was called, but it took place in 2021. And um, uh, we did uh, kind of a preview of the teams there. 
So we haven't done a players podcast for Netherlands, but uh, but we did do a, kind of a team uh, a podcast, a podcast on their team. So um, the takeaways from that podcast were uh, uh, basically, well, they were kind of uh, dissatisfied. I didn't hear a lot about this, but I heard a, a podcast from the Netherlands uh, shortly before the cup. And uh, they were, it was basically, they were saying that fans were dissatisfied with manager Frank Boer, uh, the lineups he was using and the players he was choosing. Um, I'm not sure if that disunity uh, uh, was on the team, whether the players were dissatisfied with the manager, uh, but it's kind of an ongoing problem for the Netherlands, uh, kind of disunity uh, on the team. So sometimes due to egos or sometimes due to issues, uh, whatever it is, uh, when the team comes together, uh, they can be quite strong, but sometimes they're fractured by disunity. So um, that seems to have been the case because they did uh, fire Frank Bohr. So, sorry, um, they did fire Frank Bohr and they got a new manager and uh, that new manager is Louis van Gaal. So we'll take a look at those when we get to the squad. Um, so we will uh, take a look at the lineups uh, next, the formations that they used for recent games. Uh, by the way, we'll come back to those issues uh, at the end of the podcast. Uh, formations for recent games. So uh, in the Euro Cup, it was a very steady formation. They used the same one for uh, all games. That's a 3-4-1-2. So that's a three, uh, uh, three central defenders, really, and um, four midfielders and one maybe second striker or attacking midfielder and two forwards. Uh, of course, Frank de Boer, uh, that was Frank de Boer's lineup for the Euro Cup, and they weren't as successful as they hoped. Uh, Louis van Gaal came in for seven World Cup qualifying games, and he used the same formation and really the same players for the most part in all of them, a 4-3-3 formation. So four defenders, uh, three midfielders, and, and three forwards. However, uh, in the Nations League games uh, after that, uh, he started, it seems uh, like, experimenting a lot. So uh, there were four games, and uh, game one had a 3-5-2, and so did game three. But game two had a 3-4-2-1, and game four had a 3-4-1-2. So uh, basically, he moved from four defenders at the back uh, during World Cup qualifying to three defenders in those four Nations League games. And uh, three midfielders became four or five midfielders and three forwards became one or two forwards. All right. And just uh, just as a note, they did fairly well in both. Well, they, you know, obviously weren't happy with their result in the Euro Cup, but now I'm talking under the new manager. Uh, that was uh, uh, five wins and two draws. So four of those wins were at home, uh, two draws on the road and one win. The draws were against uh, were in Norway and in, in Montenegro, and they finished first in the group. So um, presumably we're satisfied with that result. 
which makes one wonder why they switched it up so much for the Nations League games. However, they did quite well in the Nations League games too. They beat uh, Belgium and Wales away and then tied Poland at home and beat Wales away. So these uh, new formations and a lot of new players for the Nations League um, seems to have been successful, which leaves one to wonder, do they do they go with that kind of successful steady formula of World Cup qualifying, or do they bring in some of these new formations and new players uh, uh, that worked fairly well during the Nations League uh, campaign? And they do play two Nations League games in September, so that will shed some light, and we will uh, uh, talk about that in the update. All right, let's move to the squad. So uh, we first deal with the manager, and um, um, yeah, I've talked about uh, those. So we'll, we'll give an overview of uh, Frank de Boer, who's on his way out. Um, so Frank de Boer was their manager uh, during Euro 2022 notes. Well, I won't do the full bio on him because there's no point. Uh, I'll just say that... Uh, in the cup, they uh, won all three games in the group stage. So it was wins over Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia. So a good start for the Netherlands. But then they uh, very disappointingly lost to Czech Republic in the round of 16. So maybe it was uh, kind of a mix of those results and also uh, some dissatisfaction with him um, that led them to change to... Uh, Louis van Gaal, oh, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it right, it may be more like van Gaal. Uh, this is Louis van Gaal's third stint as manager uh, of the Netherlands team, and he was their manager in uh, 2000 to 2002. If you recall, in 2002, they didn't make the, uh, the uh, World Cup, and he was their manager in 2012 to 2014. So that was um, a pretty successful result in 2014. I don't have it uh, right in front of me here, but I believe they finished second or, or third in the 2014 World Cup. Uh, so that was a successful one, and now he's back. Uh, since 2021, since uh, after the last Euro Cup. Uh, in between those management stints for the Netherlands, he has been with some really big teams, uh, starting with Ajax in the Netherlands for six years, from 1991 to 1997. And then uh, a couple of stints with Barcelona. He was with Bayern Munich. And uh, Premier League fans will know that he was one of several managers that Manchester United uh, went through. He was there from 2014 to 16, but uh, a whole string of managers who, on the whole, uh, weren't very successful. He was very successful with uh, Ajax, particularly. Um, okay, so Louis van Gaal leading them through the cup. So, of course, uh, van de Boer, uh, uh, sorry, Frank de Boer is uh, out of the picture, and Louis van Gaal we would rate as a definite. All right, moving on to goalkeepers. We're going to start actually with the, um, the retired keeper, Martin Stecklenberg. So I won't uh, say a lot about him, but he's important to the narrative that I'm building here because he was the starting keeper uh, 
uh, in the 2010 World Cup and the 2012 Euro Cup and in the 2020 Euro Cup. Uh, so he was uh, pretty old by that point. Uh, actually, he is now um, uh, 40 years old. So in the 2020 Euro Cup, I believe he was 38 years old. Uh, so uh, uh, pretty old even at that time. So they were probably looking uh, towards their replacement keepers. And this is what is coming out of it. Uh, so basically, we have uh, three likely candidates and three possible candidates and one who seems out of the picture. So I'll start by naming them. And we have uh, Jasper Sillison, who is a likely candidate. Uh, Mark Flecken, who is a likely candidate. And Tim Kroll, a likely candidate. And then we have uh, three possible candidates, Justin uh, Billow and Joel Drommel and Kel Sherpin. Okay, for those on YouTube, the uh, the if their name is in in black letters, it means they've played in a tournament, and if it's grey, it means they haven't uh, 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 been in a tournament. Uh, finally, we have one candidate who seems out of the picture, Marco Bizo. And um, seems to be off the squad. Okay, so let's go back to Jasper Sillison. He started uh, three of their 13 games since the Euro Cup. Uh, he was injured for two and on the bench for three. And um, he plays for Nijmegen in the Netherlands, uh, usually known as NEC, actually, NEC Nijmegen. So he is uh, 33 years old and he has 63 caps, so a veteran with the team. And before Nijmegen, he, he played uh, for Valencia in Spain and Barcelona and uh, was also with uh, Ajax. But Nijmegen was actually the team he uh, first played for, so he returned to them recently. Uh, he was the starting keeper in the 2014 World Cup. Uh, however, he wasn't selected for the Euro Cup in 2020 um, because he received a, pro, uh, a positive COVID test. So he was selected for the finals, uh, but he received a positive COVID test and was replaced by Marco Bizzo below. Um, okay, and uh, we should note that um, Netherlands missed the 2016 Euro and 2018 World Cup, so we're kind of lacking a bit of recent history uh, with them. Anyway, Sillison uh, extends before that, but now is in a bit of question because even though he uh, recovered from COVID, of course, and from an injury, uh, he still uh, didn't make it back to the starting position. And next we have Mark Flecken. So, um, he was not part of the picture uh, for the 2020 Euro Cup. He's only been on the team since this year, 2022, and has four caps. Uh, however, he's 29 years old, so he's not a rookie. He plays for Freiburg in Germany, and then uh, some other uh, smaller clubs in Germany, Duisburg and Gwertha Firth. Uh, so, including his first appearance, uh, which was on the bench in October of last year, he has since started four of their remaining 10 games and was on the bench for six others. Uh, 
So it uh, seems to be quite firmly in the picture here. Um, I'm just going to actually uh, um, see who's been playing the most recent games there. Um, anyway, we'll move on with Tim Crow while I'm doing that. Um, okay, well, uh, Flecken actually played two of the four UEFA Nations League games, so uh, he's he's playing some of the uh, some of the recent games there. Okay, Tim Kroll is a veteran with the team. He's been on the team since two thousand and eleven, and has fifteen caps. Uh, he's thirty four years old, so obviously fifteen caps over eleven years. He's not getting on the field that much. But um, we'll talk about that. He actually didn't start any of their 13 games since the Euro Cup. Uh, but he was on the bench for nine of them, suggesting that he's still firmly entrenched as a backup keeper. Um, he plays for Norwich in England and was with uh, various clubs in England after moving uh, from the Netherlands. He's always had a connection with England because he played with Newcastle's youth club. So uh, back and forth a bit between England and uh, and Netherlands. Uh, so he um, he uh, was always a backup keeper in the 2012 uh, Euro Cup and 2014 um, uh, World Cup. He actually did play one game there. And... Um, but in the Euro 2020, he was uh, uh, on the roster, but on the bench for all four games. So, uh, but still, quite uh, that's why I have him as likely. He does seem a likely backup keeper, but we'll w wonder if he keeps that spot given all the other players that are coming into the picture. Okay, and that moves us on to our possible candidates, Justin uh, Below. Um, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that well. It's B-I-J-L-O-W. Um, he had his first captain September 2021, so he wasn't part of the team uh, during the Euro Cup. Uh, and he started the first six games uh, after the Euro Cup. And, um, and then he was out with two separate injuries. Uh, and they, uh, the source I have say he was rested for the last four matches. So uh, some of their key players, Van Dijk and uh, Wijnaldum, uh, have also been rested for the Nations League games. So I'm not sure what it means. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more when we get to uh, Wijnaldum in particular. Uh, so definitely he seems to be uh, in the picture um, coming in out of nowhere to start uh, six of their games after the Euro Cup. He plays for Feyenoord in the Netherlands, and those six games are his only six caps, um, and the first being in 2021, late 2021, and he is uh, 24 years old, so uh, kind of uh, new to the picture but making a mark. Uh, Joel Drommel, is our next one. Uh, he doesn't have any caps with the team, um, but he was on the bench for five of the 13 games since the Euro Cup. And he plays for PSG uh, Eindhoven in the Netherlands, um, is 26 years old. And Kjell Scherpen, 
uh, also no caps. He's younger, just 22 years old, and he actually plays for Brighton in England, but he's on loan to Vitesse in the Netherlands. And again, he has no caps, but uh, he's been on the bench uh, for their last three games. All right, so we have uh, a whole bunch of players to choose from. And um, I'm just trying to figure out who played those uh, last two uh, champion uh, games. So um, anyway, uh, and I find it very difficult to kind of determine uh, which of the players uh, will be there, and particularly uh, particularly which uh, are going to start. So actually, it was Sillison, uh, Sillison who um, played the other two Nations League games. So uh, hard to say. I think um, I think I have to leave it the way it is without actually choosing a starter. And the fact is, it could be. Um, among any one of those six goalkeepers we've talked about, um, and I can't, I can't pin down a starter. So uh, I guess we'd have to say that the likely ones uh, have the best chance of making it. But definitely, there's room for some of the possible ones to move in. I wonder if Van Van Hal is kind of confusing the issue uh, by bringing in so many players. Uh, it reminds me a bit of the United States team where they have so many players to choose from that they haven't been able to uh, basically settle on the squad yet. Anyway, the last play, the last goalkeeper we'll talk about is Marco Bizzo. So we saw that he was uh, brought in for the Euro Cup uh, when Sillison was, was out with COVID and um, he... Uh, he has not played since then, so we'll leave it at that. And it uh, came and went very quickly. He only has one cap in 2020 and is 31 years old, uh, but seems to be out of the picture here, despite having been selected for the Euro Cup. Okay, so in review, we have uh, a lot of confusion here. Uh, three likely candidates in Jasper Sillison, Mark Flecken, and Tim Kroll. And three possible candidates in Justin Billow, uh, Joel Drommel, and Kjell Sherpin. Uh, and basically, those players are vying to replace the retired Martin Stecklenberg. All right, let's move on to uh, central defense. And uh, it's a little bit the same story here, though not quite as confusing. Uh, but uh, we'll start with central defense. We do have a category for general or versatile midfielders, but none of them are kind of coded that way. Um, and actually, I'll tell you, the way I do the coding is I have a, kind of one default site that I use, one default source that I use, but then I look at other sources uh, to see if they agree. Uh, but after uh, a player has played a few tournaments, I can kind of make my own determination as to where they're lining up during tournaments. So. I kind of factor that into the equation too. Um, so trying to nail down their spots, but it's not always easy. In central defense, we have uh, Stefan de Vries, uh, and we have uh, Virgil van Dijk, interestingly, who has never played a tournament, although he's probably their biggest name 
in central defense. And then we have uh, three possible candidates, uh, sorry, two possible in Nathan Ake and Matthias Delight, or Delight. And then uh, a couple of possible candidates in, uh, sorry, those players are likely, and possible candidates in Durian Timber and Jordan uh, Teze, I think is how you say his name. Uh, T-E-Z-E for those on the podcast. And uh, surprisingly, uh, coming back after a long time, uh, Bruno Martins Indy has emerged as a possible candidate. So we'll, we'll talk about how that came to be. All right. Well, we have uh, Stefan de Vries uh, uh, to deal with first. And he has started eight of their 13 games since the Euro Cup. And um, uh, he is uh, 20, oh, sorry, 31 years old. And he's been with the Netherlands since 2012 and has 58 caps and three goals. He's, uh, he plays for Inter Milan in Italy and was with Lazio and Feyenoord before that. So he was a starter in the 2014 World Cup. That was his first tournament. And he was named to the team of the tournament there. Uh, so did very well. And he was also a starter uh, in the 2022, 20, uh, uh, sorry, I'll say the recent Euro Cup in 2021. And uh, he was part of that uh, three-man defense that we talked about as, as they went with a 3-4-1-2 throughout that tournament. However, uh, not there was Virgil van Dijk. So he, uh, he had been injured, uh, kind of a long injury uh, the previous season. So uh, I have as a note that he ruled himself out due to injury. So I think he was kind of recovering, uh, but perhaps decided he wasn't quite ready to take the field. So uh, he uh, plays for Liverpool in England, and he is 31 years old also. And he's been with Netherlands since 2015 and has 47 caps and five goals. So, uh, uh, and surprisingly, he's a well-known name, I guess, because he plays for Liverpool, but has never uh, taken part in a tournament. Uh, two likely candidates then are Nathan Aki and Matthias De Ligt. So uh, we'll actually uh, probably should start with De Ligt because he's a bit more likely. I'll move him above there. And the reason he's not definite is because uh, he started six of their 13 games. Uh, oh, sorry, I don't think I covered that for Van Dyke. Uh, Van Dyke started nine of their 13 games since the Euro Cup. And uh, I mentioned he was rested for the last three matches. I'm not sure what rested means, but uh, perhaps playing too many games uh, for Liverpool um, decided that they they would rest him instead. Anyway, Matthias de Ligt, he started six of their 13 games since the Euro Cup and was subbed in for two and on the bench for four. And uh, he has been with the team since 2017 and has 38 caps and two goals. So a regular starter there, even though he's just 23 years old. And he recently moved to uh, Bayern Munich in Germany he was with Juventus before that in Italy and Ajax in the Netherlands. 
uh, prior to that. So uh, that's a pretty big move uh, to Bayern Munich, although it was from a, bit, a, a fairly big team in Juventus. Um, however, uh, he... Um, oh, okay, he was part of the Euro 2022 notes, but he wasn't a starter uh, in game one due to an injury, but he gained a starting uh, position after that. However, he did receive a red card uh, against the Czech Republic, and that's part of the reason uh, they couldn't recover from from uh, being down there. So, uh, Matthias de Ligt, I have him as a, uh, a likely candidate. Also likely is Nathan Ake. So, he started uh, just three of their 13 games since the Euro Cup and was subbed in for two others. And... Um, he has been with the team since 2017 and is 27 years old and has uh, 27 caps and three goals. He's the the uh, highest scoring. No, he isn't. Uh, it seems like all of the um, central defenders get a couple of goals maybe by going up for corners. Anyway, Nathan Ake plays for Manchester City uh, in England since 2020 and was with Bournemouth in England before that, and Chelsea for a long time before that, although he was longed out uh, to several clubs. So um, he was part of the Euro 2020 squad, but he was just uh, a substitute there, uh, subbing into games one and two. All right, moving down to the possible candidates, we had Jurian Timber. So Jurian Timber started three of their 13 games since the Euro uh, Cup and was injured for four and on the bench for four. Um, uh, mostly he started uh, kind of recent games, which I'll get to uh, in a minute. So he plays for Ajax in Netherlands since 2019, and he is just uh, 21 years old. And he's, his first cap was in 2021, and he now has eight caps. So he has been getting some field time at Jurian Timber. He was part of the Euro uh, 2020 squad. He actually started game one uh, there, but uh, um, uh, Matthias de Ligt came back to fitness and replaced him for the rest of the games. Another possible candidate is Jordan Teze. So Jordan Teze uh, got his first cap just recently in June 2022 during the Nations League games, but he started uh, two of those four games and subbed in for one of them and was on the bench for the other. So seems to be uh, uh, getting in there, but perhaps he was replacing Virgil van Dijk there. Uh, they did seem to be trying out quite a few new players during those Nations League games. So he plays for uh, PSV Eindhoven in the Netherlands since 2018 uh, and uh, is just, sorry, 23 years old. Uh, so his first cap was in 2022 and he has three caps now. Uh, and then interestingly, uh, Bruno Martins Indy. So he had been off the team for more than uh, four years, about four years and nine months or so. Uh, when he returned in June 2022 to start the last of their three remaining games. 
and he was subbed in for one other and on the bench for one other. So uh, with the squad for those last three games. So I don't know what this means, whether he was just replacing someone. He was with the Netherlands before that from 2012 to 2017 and has uh, 34 caps with the national team. And he's only 30 years old, so uh, still still kind of at the, uh, not, not too old. And he plays for... Uh, uh, I'm going to say a, uh, AZ Alkmaar in the Netherlands. I know it's it's actually said a bit differently. Um, and was with Stoke in England for a while before that and with Porto uh, in Portugal from 2014 to 17. And he was a starter in the 2014 World Cup. He started uh, most of the games, not games, um, not games three and four, though. Uh, and he was uh, uh, off the team, as I say, in 2017, so not part of the 2020 Euro Cup squad. Actually, by that time, uh, not even a consideration for that squad, having been off the team for three years. So those are the candidates for uh, uh, central defence. Now, they do sometimes go with a three-man back line, and they did that in... Um, uh, in the in the cup, so the the three man back line was uh, De Vries and De Ligt, and then uh, actually left back uh, Daly Blind played uh, in that central defence. Uh, for the qualifiers, it was a mix, uh, usually Van Dijk, De Vries, and De Ligt. Uh, but now, since the Nation League uh, uh, games, Van Dijk was rested, and it was a bit of a mess with. Uh, um, uh, De Vries, De Ligt, and then Ake, Timber, and even uh, Anteze and Martin Indies, all, all playing some game time. So a bit confusing as to what comes out of that. Uh, we'll talk a bit more about that later. Okay, we're going to move on now to left backs. And fortunately, it gets a little bit simpler. Here. So I'll start actually with uh, Patrick Van Dyke because he was the left back in. Um, uh, he was the left back in the Euro Cup. Uh, he seems to be off the squad now, but I haven't seen any kind of official uh, uh, thing that he's retired from the national team. He's still uh, playing for uh, at the club level with Gal Galatasaray in Turkey. But uh, he hasn't appeared since the 2021 Euro Cup, uh, even though he was the starter in that uh, in that cup. So uh, he was with the Netherlands since 2013 uh, and had 19 caps in that time. So actually wasn't kind of a regular in that position. In fact, uh, he wasn't selected for the 2014 World Cup. And uh, they had no tournaments uh, since then until the Euro 2020. So that's his only tournament. Uh, he is off the team, though, it seems. And replacing him in the left-back position is Daly Blind, who we have as a definite candidate. I'm sorry, I should have gone through the names uh, at the beginning to introduce them. So definite candidate Daly Blind and uh, likely candidate Tyrell uh, Malatia. And uh, Owen uh, Windau, a um, injury doubt. 
but we would have had him as possible, but unlikely. All right, so going back to Daily Blind, he started 10 of their 13 games since the Euro Cup, uh, and he was suspended for one and on the bench for two others. And he's been with the Netherlands since 2013 and has 92 caps and two goals. He's now 32 years old. So he uh, is back with Ajax in the Netherlands. He did a, a stint at Manchester United from 2014 to 18. So under manager Louis van Gaal there. And uh, he had been with Ajax in the Netherlands for uh, a long time, six years prior to that Man United stint. Uh, he was a starter in the 2014 World Cup. Um, all seven games there. Uh, yeah, I have confirmation that they finished third in that cup. I, I get confused between 2010 and 2014. Uh, and he was also a starter in the Euro Cup, uh, starting all four games. Um, as I said, he sometimes moved back into central defense, so the left central defender when they have three central defenders. And uh, that was the case in the Euro Cup in, 20, uh, in 2021. Uh, and as I said, Van Aanholt Van played as the, the left winger or the left... Uh, yeah, the, the left midfielder. Okay, um, next we have Tyrell Malachia again. Uh, not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but he got his first appearance on the bench in September 2021, so shortly after the Euro Cup. Uh, in fact, directly after the Euro Cup. He started four of their remaining 13 games um, was subbed in and on the bench for uh, for uh, all others. So he is actually registered with Manchester United in England uh, since recently, and he was with Feyenoord in the in the Netherlands before that. He doesn't have any tournaments under his belt, so we have him as a likely candidate, definitely uh, the backup there, if not uh, starting some games. Okay, possible but unlikely is Owen uh, Windell. So he um, didn't start any of their games after the uh, Euro Cup and was injured for uh, five of them, including the last four. Uh, but he did make it to the bench. Oh, he's only played one game. Um, however, he's worth mention because he was selected for the Euro 2020 squad, uh, where he was a substitute, so subbed into... Uh, games one and two there. He plays for Ajax, uh, but that's a recent move from uh, uh, Azi Alkmaar uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, so he's been with the team since 2020 and has 11 caps. So uh, he kind of was in the picture uh, recently, but perhaps that injury has caused him to drift out of the picture or the uh, advent of Tyrell Malassia who seems to have uh, taken over his his uh, role there. So we're going to put uh, Daily Blind as the uh, starter there. And uh, we will have Tyrell Malassia as uh, likely to make the squad, but um, uh, less likely to be a starter. All right, well, moving on to right backs. Uh, we have... 
uh, Denzel Dumfries, who made a good impression in the Euro Cup there uh, as a definite candidate. And we have uh, Hans Hattabor as a possible candidate. And we have Joel Veltman as seemingly off the squad. And um, oh, I should have dealt with him as the last name there. And we have two candidates as possible but unlikely, Jeremy Frimpong and uh, Devin Wrench. So let's go back to the top and uh, talk about Denzel Dumfries. Well, uh, in the 3-4-1-2 formation of the Euro Cup, they didn't have a right back or a left back. So basically those players would move uh, up the field and become one of the four midfielders, one of the wide midfielders. And that's exactly what he did, uh, Dumfries, uh, in the Cup. Um, and since the Cup... Uh, no, I'll just finish. So he started all four games in the Euro Cup and uh, uh, was quite good. He scored two of their eight goals, including uh, a late winning goal on a fantastic header uh, over Ukraine there. So, um, yeah, kind of emerged as a player there. And since then, he um, has started 11 of their 13 games. So uh, a definite starter. It seems like... Uh, uh, I don't know if it was that move that got him a move to Inter Milan in Italy. Sorry, that good performance in the Cup. Uh, but nevertheless, he is with Inter Milan in Italy since 2021. Uh, and he moved from PSV Eindhoven there, having kind of moved up through the, the Netherlands uh, uh, teams there. All right, so Denzel Dumfries, a, a definite candidate. Uh, Hans Hartebor is a possible candidate he started two of their games since the euro cup and was on the bench for four others and that was uh, after being injured for the first seven matches so uh who knows uh if he would have been there during those injuries but he seems a fairly strong candidate as the backup now he's actually been with the team since 2018 and has 13 caps and is 28 years old and uh, he plays for Atalanta in Italy uh, for a long time, since uh, 2017, half after joining them from Groningen in the Netherlands. However, he was not selected uh, for the Euro 2020 squad. He was selected for the uh, preliminary squad, but he didn't make the final cut there. However, he does seem to have been playing more in recent times. So I'd almost say he's a likely candidate because they don't, have another right back. Uh, however, it is possible that someone will move from another position to be the the backup in that position. Um, uh, or one of these players uh, could uh, be called up. So Jeremy Fringpong um, hasn't uh, earned a cap for the national team, but I included him because uh, he has been with Bayer Leverkusen uh, a big team, fairly big team in Germany since 2021. And he was with Celtic in Scotland before that. And uh, he was with the Manchester City Youth Club in England. So I thought he was uh, a bit of a name to keep an eye on there. He's just, uh, he's uh, 22 years old right now. However, uh, at that age, he should be making uh, an appearance on the national team. 
uh, if he's going to be selected for the World Cup. Uh, Devin Wrench is also possible but unlikely, and he earned his first cap uh, in September 2021 after the Euro Cup, and he didn't start any games, but he was subbed in uh, for one and on the bench for two. Uh, but uh, he wasn't available for some of the games because he was with the under-21 team. So he is uh, 19 years old and plays for Ajax in the Netherlands since uh, 2020. Sometimes for their, uh, uh, their youth team, Young Ajax. Uh, but he seems to be making some appearances for the senior team. Uh, there. So both of those names, uh, maybe uh, names for the future, maybe this cup will come too soon for them. And uh, one other player to mention is Joel Veltman. So he's actually uh, making an impression uh, with Brighton in England in the Premier League right now because Brighton's doing uh, quite well. Uh, he's been with Brighton since 2020 and he moved from Ajax in the Netherlands where he was uh, from 2012 to 2020 and uh, uh, how uh, he has been he was with the team from 2013 to the uh, Euro Cup uh, and he's 20 he's 31 years old so uh, he was selected for the World Cup 2014 uh, but he was uh, just a substitute there uh, and he was also selected for Euro 2020 where he was a substitute uh also appearing only briefly in game one so um it'll be interesting to see whether his uh good work at brighton recently uh makes him a candidate again but as i've said he hasn't played any games since the 2020 or he hasn't even been on the bench uh, hasn't been called up is what i'm trying to say <laughs> since the 2020 uh euro cup in 2021 all right, so going back to the top, we'd have to say uh, Dumfries is a definite candidate. And I'm not quite ready to say that Hattabor is going to be called up uh, to the cup. We have him as just a possible candidate. Okay. Uh, we also have a category for general or versatile midfielders as we move on to the midfield. But we don't have any players coded that way. So we move on to defensive midfielders where we have two players, uh, Tun Koopminers, we have as a likely candidate, Tun Koopminers, Koopminers, that's a new name for me, honestly, and uh, Jordi Schuten as a possible candidate. These are defensive midfielders. So uh, Tun Koopminers, uh, started four of their 13 games since the Euro Cup and was subbed in for four others and on the bench for five others. So on at least on the bench for all 13 games, though uh, a starter in only four. So he's been with the team actually since 2020 uh, and has nine caps and one goal and is quite young at 24 years old. He plays for Atalanta in, in uh, Italy and was in the Netherlands before that. And he was selected for the Euro 2020 Cup, but um, he didn't see any field time in that game. So just on the bench and sometimes not even on the bench. So he was a bit of a surprise selection. Uh, 
for that tournament, uh, but he seems to have made inroads since. The problem is they don't uh, seem to use a formation that specifically uses a defensive midfielder. Uh, so when he's on the field, it's generally as a central midfielder. All right, the possible candidate is Jordi Schuten. So uh, he uh, got his first cap in June 2022, so during those Nations League games, and he started just one of those games but was on the bench for two others. So he's uh, 25 years old and is with Bologna in Italy. So uh, perhaps uh, we'll make the squad there. Um, but I'm not even... Uh, okay, I, I think we can put Cooper Myers down as uh, likely to make the cup, but we can't put him down as a definite starter. Um, so I'll, I'll consider him kind of a substitute. All right, uh, moving on to central midfield, we have uh, a few candidates here, but the, the steadiest player is um, Frankie de Jong. So Frankie de Jong we have as a definite. And then uh, we have uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum, who was the captain. Now Virgil van Dijk is the captain. Uh, we have him as a likely candidate. And we have Martin Darun as a possible candidate. And we have Ryan Gravenberg as a possible candidate, but an injury concern. Um, and finally, we have Donny van der Beek, who seems to be off the squad. So we'll talk a little bit about these players. Uh, and uh, just uh, as a kind of a preview, um, in the cup, it was uh, a fairly steady midfield in that 3-4-1-2 in that, uh, formation. And in the middle, it was usually... Uh, uh, or perhaps always, it was De Jong and Darun, uh, with Gravenberch stepping in uh, for one start. And uh, throughout qualification, excuse me, in that 4-3-3 formation, it was De Jong in that central midfield role. Um, however, it's been a bit confused uh, since then, especially in the 3-5-2 uh, formation, where there are basically three uh, central defenders. So uh, I'll deal with that at the player level as we go through. So as we saw, Frankie de Jong is uh, usually a steady presence there. He did miss one game. So he started 12 of the 13 games uh, since the Euro Cup and actually was subbed in for the other. So uh, he has been with the Netherlands since 2018 and has 44 caps and one goal and is 25 years old. And Frankie de Jong plays for Barcelona in Spain since 2019, uh, after he moved there from Ajax in the Netherlands. And he was a starter in the 2020 uh, Euro Cup, uh, as, as we noted. So uh, that is Frankie de Jong, a, a definite candidate there. Uh, now, Georgia, George, uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum is a bit of an interesting uh, case here. So uh, he was um, uh, 
actually a central attacking midfielder. We have him as a central midfielder, but he played an attacking role in the in the cup, and uh, he had scored. And he must have been in the qualifying games in leading up to the cup because he scored eight of their twenty four goals in qualifying. And uh, I'm just trying to see if he scored any in the cup. Yes, he scored three of their uh, eight goals in the cup. So really was more on the attacking side there. But he's listed as a central midfielder. And uh, in in World Cup qualification, he seems to have moved back to uh, a right midfielder role uh, in World Cup qualification. Now for Nations League, uh, he was either not selected or actually, as I said, my source said he was rested. Uh, hang on, I'm not sure he was actually uh, rested. I'll, I'll check on that one. Um, okay, but anyway, he uh, um, he started six of the, he only scored two of their 33 goals in qualifying for this cup. Uh, he started six of their 13 games since the Euro Cup and was subbed in for one other. So that's why I have him uh, just as a, a likely candidate, likely based more on his reputation. But yes, I made a mistake. He wasn't rested uh, like Van Dyke and uh, one other, the goalkeeper there. Uh, he just simply wasn't on the squad for any of the last four Nations League games. So uh, I'm not sure where that leaves him. Uh, I did get one suggestion that he was injured. So uh, that might be the case. Um, but I haven't, uh, I haven't confirmed that. Oh, I have. Uh, he has a fractured tibia. So actually uh, will be out. So I'm going to move him to uh, injured there because they say uh, they expect him back in January 2023. So I'm just finding this news out uh, right now here. But that's uh, an important thing to learn because I was wondering where he was. It, it was unusual that they would just uh, leave him off the squad. So we'd have to we'd have to put him as a. Uh, uh, a player who's not going to make it to the squad. He plays for Paris Saint-Germain in France and has 86 caps and 26 goals, uh, the 32-year-old does, and, and was captain of the squad in the 2020 Euro Cup where he started all four games. So a big loss to them there, and that kind of explains, uh, too, why there has been some shifting around uh, on the team. All right, well, we move on to uh, Martin uh, Darun. Uh, Martin Darun uh, hasn't started any games since the uh, Euro Cup, but he was subbed in for two and on the bench for five. However, he wasn't selected for any of the Nations League games, those uh, four most recent games. Uh, so Martin Darun... Uh, 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 is has been with Netherlands since 2016 and has 28 caps and is 31 years old and he plays for Atalanta in Italy since 2017 uh, actually since 2015 because he left Atalanta joined Middlesbrough in England for uh, a year or two and then went back to Atalanta uh, and he was a starter in the uh, 2020 Euro Cup um, 
so yeah, he uh, kind of is seems to be making his way off the squad uh, now, despite being a starter in the Euro Cup. Uh, the next uh, possible candidate, but also under threat of injury, is uh, Ryan Gravenberg. So Ryan Gravenberg um, has been, uh, no, I'll, I'll give his recent uh, participation. He actually didn't start any of their games since the 2021 Euro Cup, uh, but he was subbed in for three and on the bench for four. However, he was uh, injured for the last four games and with the under-23 team uh, uh, for a couple of others. So um, I don't know what the injury is. Um, so I'll have to uh, uh, maybe try to look for that uh, while we're talking here. Uh, actually, he's not listed as injured anymore. So um, he, may, uh, he may just be with the under-23 team. It's hard to say. Uh, actually really hard to say uh, whether he's part of the squad or not. So he's been with Netherlands since 2021, but he has 10 caps and one go and one goal and is uh, th uh, 20 years old. Uh, the interesting thing about him is he recently made a move to Bayern Munich in Germany, uh, moving there from Ajax where he played for uh, for four years. So yeah, I do see he has an ankle injury but I don't have any kind of information on uh, a return date for him. Uh, okay, so he was uh, part of the 2020 Euro squad there, and he was subbed in for one game, so on the bench. And uh, uh, really the most uh, interesting thing about him is whether that move to uh, Bayern Munich, maybe he's phoning me up uh, to tell me about this, uh, but honestly, I, I can't take his call right now. Okay, uh, so Ryan Gravenberg, Gravenberg a uh, possible candidate. And then uh, seemingly off the squad is Donny van der Beek. So he had scored, uh, oh sorry, he had last appeared for the national team uh, before the Euro Cup. So on the bench in June 2021. And... Uh, uh, that's a bit of a surprise because he made a move from Ajax to uh, Manchester United uh, in England. That was after Louis van Gaal's time there. And there was a lot of excitement about his coming. And, uh, you know, up until uh, 2021, he had 19 caps and three goals and is just 25 years old. However, he doesn't seem to have gotten much field time at Manchester United. So I wonder if that has kind of cost him uh, cost him his place on the Netherlands team. As far as the Euro Cup goes, he, he was very active in the lead-up to the Cup, playing 14 uh, of 21 games there. Uh, but he got injured a few days before the opening game, and they didn't even actually replace him with another player. Um, and he actually, uh, yeah, so injured for the Euro Cup, and has made no appearance since then. However, I do think, you know, if he if he makes uh, kind of an impression on Man United over the next uh, few weeks, uh, could find his way back into the national team setup. All right, so that brings us to the end of central midfielders. So we have 
uh, Frankie de Jong as a definite candidate. And uh, we only have just possible candidates there, although uh, they will need someone to replace the injured Jorginho uh, Wijnaldum. So it could be Martin Deroon or Ryan Gravenberch or possibly Donny van der Beek if he uh, kind of comes back into some form. Uh, but right now I can't uh, say that any of them uh, uh, I would predict as a likely candidate for making the squad. All right, let's move on to left midfield. And uh, actually they don't have any players designated as a right midfielder or as a left midfielder. <laughs> they do have uh, right wingers and left wingers. Excuse me, I'm going to take a, a little drink here. Okay, sorry about that. So they did have um, that. Uh, uh, they did have a four-three-three formation uh, in the World Cup qualifiers. Um, but they actually brought players in from other positions to play as right midfielder and left midfielder there. We saw Jorginho Wijnaldum actually move back into a more defensive role. Uh, um, so anyway, we'll deal with those as we go through the players. So no, uh, no right midfielders. Um, and no left midfielders uh, either. However, uh, I am going to deal with uh, Stephen Bergqvist uh, under a right midfielder role here and as a definite candidate, not necessarily as a right uh, midfielder. He's, he's uh, listed as a right winger, um, but he played as a right central midfielder um, uh, in in two games of the national uh, uh, the nations league uh, there, and um, yeah, sorry, and played as a right forward. I'm trying to figure out why I'm dealing with him as a right midfielder. It must be just those two games, uh, but he does play in a more attacking role sometimes. Anyway, on with the show, Stephen Bergquist. So he uh, he uh, started nine of their 13 games uh, since the Euro Cup and was injured for two of them and on the bench for two others. So a definite candidate at least to be on the bench and um, uh, likely as a starter. So Stephen Bergquist was, um, is, uh, uh, has been with the national team since 2016 and has 37 caps and two goals and is 31 years old. So he plays with Ajax in the Netherlands and was with uh, Feyenoord in the Netherlands before that. And most of his career has been in the Netherlands, though with various teams. He did do a short stint with Watford in England. Uh, he His first tournament was um, the 2020 Euro Cup, but he was uh, a sub. Uh, he was a sub and used just in games three and four there. Uh, he did make a, a goal-saving header off the line against North Macedonia, which was good, but uh, um, it didn't earn him a starting position for game four. Uh, however, he has been starting regularly uh, after the cup, so we have him as a definite candidate. 
there. But really, uh, we should have maybe left him as a right winger uh, uh, there. Maybe I'll move him a bit later. Okay, let's move on because we do have some left wingers here. So um, uh, the first, oh, I'll go through the names. Uh, Stephen Bergwijn, we have as a likely candidate. Uh, Noah Lang as a likely candidate. And Cody Gakpo as a likely candidate. And uh, Ryan Babel, also coded as a left winger, but seems to be off the squad. So let's take a look at um, uh, Stephen Bergwijn. Uh, he uh, has started five of their 13 games since the Euro Cup and was subbed in for five of those, but injured for two uh, also. Uh, so a regular uh, player, at least on the bench. And uh, he has been with the team since 2018 and has 22 caps and six goals and is 25 years old. However, he wasn't selected for the... Uh, Euro Cup. He was selected for the preliminary squad, but didn't make the final squad. So uh, again, another player who's uh, been starting a bit more since then, but not starting enough that I would put him as a definite uh, candidate. Pretty much definite to reach the Cup, but um, not a definite starter. Uh, moving on, we have a couple of young candidates in Noah Lang and Cody Gakpo. So Noah Lang started... Uh, he got his first cap after the Euro Cup in October 2021, and he started three of their remaining 10 games, and he subbed in for two and was on the bench for two. Uh, so that gives him five caps since his first one in 2021, and he has one goal, uh, 30, uh, sorry, 23 uh, years old he is. Uh, he plays for Club Bruges in Belgium, and he was with Ajax before that from 2019 to, to 21. Kind of uh, came up through the Ajax youth system. Uh, was with his first youth club at four years of age, uh, uh, interestingly, which is not as rare as uh, many might think. Okay, so we have him as a likely candidate because uh, he has been uh, pretty much on the squad since the beginning, since his first uh, appearance. Uh, Cody Gapko uh, started five of their 13 games since the Euro Cup, subbed in for one and on the bench for one and was injured for four. So another player who, uh, who uh, has been a fairly regular player uh, in recent times. His first cap was in 2021 and he has seven caps and two goals. And uh, like Noah Lang is, is 23 years old, and he plays for PSV Eindhoven in the Netherlands. But even though his first cap um, was 2021, he was on the squad uh, for the Euro 2020 tournament. So he appeared uh, only in game three there. Uh, so that's, yeah, okay, that was in 2021. That's why I'm getting confused. So that was probably his first cap. Uh, in the Euro Cup, but on the bench there. So, uh, again, uh, left wingers here. Uh, in the 4-3-3, these players will generally be the uh, the uh, left forward. Um, 
Uh, but Gakpo, uh, Gakpo, I have seen as kind of a central attacking midfielder once, and uh, uh, Noah Lang was a right forward once. So uh, um, they they tend to shift around a bit, and we saw that uh, Stephen Burkwise, uh Stephen Burquise, uh also uh, plays as a as a forward, outside forward sometimes. Okay, well, maybe I should move Stephen Bergqvist down to uh, a right winger because he's the only uh, the only right winger candidate that they have. And I, I, but but uh, yeah, keep in mind he does actually move back into central midfielders, uh, whereas the left wingers we've talked about uh, tend to be uh, on the attacking side. And we have one more left winger to talk about, Ryan Babel. So uh, Ryan Babel uh, was off the team for a while, actually, and then uh, kind of made a comeback appearance uh, for a little while. Uh, I'm just going to check into that here because uh, I didn't make um, a note of when he actually did come back. Uh, I think I'll just skip it and leave it at that because he seems well and truly off the squad having last appeared for the national team in March 2021. So uh, his his return, oh, I do have uh, notes in the soccer file here, actually played 15 of their 21 games in the lead-up to the Euro Cup. So was uh, was was quite, uh, quite entrenched on the squad, but wasn't selected for the Euro Cup, uh, which ended up being a bit of a surprise since he had played so many lead-up games. Uh, but we won't go into more detail on him. Perhaps we'll cover him if he makes it back to the squad. Uh, we'll cover him in the update squad. Okay, so going back over the left wingers, uh, we have Stephen Bergwijn, uh, Noah Lang, and Cody Gapko. And I'm almost sure one or two of them will be starters in the cup. But the problem is we don't know who. So... Um, He's, uh, um, yeah, one of the issues on the squad is whether they're going to be using these new players that they're trying out during these Nations League games. Um, however, I, I do have all three of them as likely to be on the squad for the Cup. Okay, right-wingers. Well, we talked about Stephen Burkreese. And uh, we have him as a definite candidate as a right winger, um, but sometimes plays as a as a, cent, a central midfielder. Uh, okay, moving on to uh, talk about the attacking uh, force. Uh, we start with attacking midfielders, and we begin with uh, Davy Klassen, who we consider a likely candidate, and we have uh, Goose Hill as a possible candidate and uh, Mohamed uh, Ihataran as a player who seems to be off the squad. So Davy Klassen um, was actually a, a kind of more central midfielder, a left central midfielder in most of the World Cup qualifying games and uh, also a central midfielder in the, the uh, uh, Nations League games. So uh, we have him as attacking midfielder, but recently at least you can think of him, uh, you can think of him more as a uh, central midfielder. 
Uh, he has started nine of their 13 games since the Euro Cup. So, uh, and subbed in for one and on the bench for the three others. So, it uh, seems like a definite candidate for being on the squad, um, but uh, uh, probably in a central midfield role there. I wonder if I should move him up to definite because uh, he also scored four goals uh, in qualifying and was their second top scorer. So, I think I'll move him up to uh, definite but uh, a little less likely as a starter than as a candidate to meet, uh, um, to reach the cup. Uh, anyway, uh, he is uh, 29 years old and has been with the uh, Netherlands since 2014, and he has 34 caps and nine goals and is with Ajax uh, in Netherlands. Actually, uh, uh, this is his second stint with Ajax. He was with them from 2011 to 17, but then uh, was with Everton and then Werder Bremen in Germany uh, for a while. So uh, now has made his way back to Ajax. So uh, as we said, he's uh, regularly starting games. He wasn't selected for the 2014 uh, World Cup. I don't know if his first cap came before or after that, but uh, wasn't selected even for the preliminary squad there. And uh, he was uh, selected for the Euro 2020 squad, but he was on the roster, but saw no actions. He sat on the bench uh, all game. And actually, he had returned from a three-year absence there uh, uh, in the lead-up to that cup. So it's kind of making his way, uh, kind of made his way back onto the team, but seems firmly entrenched now. Uh, the next one is uh, Goose Till. Goose Till uh, started one of their 13 games. He actually earned a, a single cap in, in March of 2018 and then was off the squad until uh, September 21, so after the Euro Cup. And he started just one of their games, but he has subbed in for three and been on the bench for seven. So, uh, uh, you know, again, kind of a likely... Uh, likely to make the cup, but not likely to be a starter. So just quickly, he uh, uh, has five caps and one goal and is 25 years old and plays for PSV Eindhoven in the Netherlands. Uh, that was a recent move. Um, so actually in his only start, uh, 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 his only start, I guess in one of the recent games, uh, uh, he has <laughs> he has played as a central midfielder, a left midfielder. Um, I think that was uh, during World Cup qualification, but I'm not sure. Anyway, I've seen him as a left midfielder. Okay, finally we'll move on to uh, Mohamed Ihataran. So he last appeared uh, for the team shortly after the Euro Cup in September 2021. Um, and he was a consideration for the World Cup, but actually didn't get chosen even for the preliminary squad. But he was on the bench for some of the games in the lead up to the squad. And one of the reasons I have him here is that he's with uh, uh, Juventus in Italy uh, since 2021, although he has been uh, loaned uh, to Ajax uh, uh, just recently. So... Um, 
uh, I was thinking he must have been with Ajax before that, but he wasn't. He was with PSV Eindhoven. Anyway, he's just uh, 20 years old, so maybe a candidate for the future there. But uh, uh, after a brief appearance on the bench before the Euro Cup and after, he doesn't seem to be uh, part of the squad right now. Okay, so we have as a definite candidate Davy Classen, but probably in a central midfield rather than an attacking midfield role. And uh, uh, maybe true too of Goose Till, as they tend to use wingers or forwards for the front line. So the attacking midfielders are kind of pushed back. Uh, and uh, Mohamed Ihataran may be an up and comer for the, for the team. Uh, all right, well, uh, we don't have any secondary strikers. Well, we do have players playing in that role, uh, but we don't have any listed as secondary strikers, so we'll move on to forwards. So we have a definite candidate in Memphis Depay and two likely candidates in Daniel Malin and Woot Weghorst. And... Um, Two possible candidates in Arnett Danjuma, or, uh, sorry, Arno Danjuma, and uh, Vincent Jansen uh, making a return there. And then uh, a possible but unlikely candidate in Luke de Jong, who I believe is injured. I'll try to check that while I'm talking here. And then uh, Quincy Promes, or Quincy Promes, uh, seems to be off the squad. All right, I'm just going to take a sip of water here. I'm back, sorry. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning and talk about Memphis uh, Depay. And uh, in the cup, uh, it was kind of Memphis Depay together with either Weghorst or uh, Marlin. Just looking at the formation. Yeah, it was two forwards up top. So uh, Weghorst played two and Marlin uh, played two. When they went to the 4-3-3, Depay became the kind of the center forward of that three-man lineup, and uh, Weghorst and Marlin didn't start any of them. But wingers uh, Burquis and Bergwijn and Gapko, Lang and, and Dan Juma uh, uh, kind of supported him on the flanks during the um, World Cup qualification games. And then uh, Weghorst came back into the picture for the Nations League games, but Marlon, who I believe is injured, or was injured, is uh, is not. And then uh, Vincent Janssen made an unexpected return in the last game. So let's take a look at Memphis Depay as a definite candidate. So he started 11 of their 13 games since the Euro Cup and was subbed in for one and on the bench for one, so always there. He has been with uh, Netherlands since 2013 and has 80 caps and 42 goals, an amazing percentage, which we'll look at soon. And is 28 years, excuse me, 28 years old. So he's currently with Barcelona in Spain, and he was uh, with Lyon in France and with Manchester United in England. I'm pretty sure that's during the uh, Louis van Gaal uh, period too. And he was with PSV Eindhoven in the Netherlands from 2011 to 15. Uh, so he uh, was a substitute in the 2014 World Cup 
and he was nominated for the best young player of the tournament award there and uh, in the 2020 euro cup he started all four games uh, and scored two of their eight goals uh, there so he also did very well in qualifying scoring six of their 14 goals for euro 2020 uh, qualifying so uh, and he scored 12 of their 33 goals in qualifying for this cup uh, including a hat-trick uh, when they played Turkey at home. So he was obviously their top scorer there, and actually the co-top scorer in European qualifying for this World Cup. So a big name there in uh, Memphis Depay, and they hope that he will bring that form to the Cup. Uh, a likely candidate uh, is Don uh, Danielle Malin. Um, now I'm not sure because... Uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, he scored uh, three of their goals in qualifying, three of their 33 goals. And uh, he had, he started uh, two of their games since the 2021 Euro Cup, but was subbed in for four and on the bench for three. Uh, however, he had been injured for the last four matches, but it's only with a strain. So he will be um, uh, likely to be fit again. But now uh, having... Uh, uh, having uh, read this out, I'm uh, wondering if I should put him as a, a possible candidate there. Anyway, he's been with the team since 2019 and has 19 caps and four goals, and he's uh, 23 years old. So uh, he plays for Borussia Dortmund in Germany and was with uh, PSV Eindhoven before that. So his first tournament was the 2020 Euro Cup, where he was subbed into games one and two and then gained a starting position, uh, as we said, playing two games, uh, uh, playing two games. So he was he was notably good uh, in that cup. Uh, so I'm a bit surprised he ha hasn't really been uh, fully established on the squad uh, since then. I nevertheless have him as a likely candidate, but uh, not a likely starter. Okay, Woot Weghorst uh, started just one of their 13 games since the last Euro Cup and was subbed in for three, but was on the bench for nine others. So uh, definitely, uh, uh, oh sorry, a strong candidate to make the squad, but almost certainly a bench player there. He's been with Netherlands since 2018 and has 14 caps and three goals and uh, is, is 30 years old. And he was a starter in the uh, Euro 2020 Cup, started games one and two, but then lost his starting position to uh, Malin and uh, um, has not been a starter since. Sorry, I'm having a drink of water. Okay, next candidate is Arno Danjuma. So he um, has started two of their 13 games since the Euro Cup, uh, subbed in for two and on the bench for one. However, he's been injured uh, for the last four. Uh, injured for the last four matches. And uh, I'll see if I can find out um, what the status is on his injury. Um Yeah, uh, muscular problem. So it looks like he could be fit for the cup. 
Uh, he has been with the team since 2018, but only has six caps and two goals and is 25 years old. Uh, he plays for Villarreal in Spain. He moved there in 2021 from Bournemouth in England, where he was for two years, and he was in Belgium before that. Uh, Arno Danjuma, so we have him as a possible candidate. And uh, coming back into the picture is uh, Vincent Janssen. So he actually returned after a 6.5-year absence, six-and-a-half-year absence, uh, to play their last Nations League game in June 2022. So uh, just popping his head up there, we'll really have to keep an eye on whether he uh, uh, um, plays any of the games in September. Uh, he was with the team since 2016, uh, but just has 17 caps, although he's done well uh, in those caps, scoring seven goals, and he's currently 29 years old. Uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of Premier League English Premier League fans will uh, remember he was with Tottenham in England from 2016 to 19, but didn't really live up to uh, to the to the hopes, the high hopes he came in with, and he was loaned to uh, Fenerbahce, and then went off to play for Monterrey in Mexico. Uh, uh, but recently he returned to Europe and is now with Royal Antwerp in Belgium, which is a fairly small team. However, he has popped his head up for the national team and remains a uh, uh, remains a uh, possible candidate. When someone comes in at the end like that, it's a bit hard to judge, but you have to go with at least a possible candidate uh, if the manager is bringing them in, uh, you know, shortly, shortly before the cup. Of course, we have a little while to observe whether he's going to continue being used. Uh, as a possible but unlikely candidate, we have Luke de Jong. So Luke de Jong has not played any of their games since the 2020 Euro Cup, but he was on the bench for two of them, and uh, I see that he is injured, so I'm going to look into that uh, while I'm talking here. And... Um, he has been with the team since 2011 and has 38 caps and eight goals. He's 32 years old now, and he's with uh, PSV Eindhoven. For the second time, he moved back uh, recently, and he was with Sevilla in Spain, uh, who had loaned him to Barcelona in Spain. Uh, so he spent uh, three years in Spain uh, and before that was with PSV Eindhoven and after that too. So Luke de Jong uh, was chosen uh, actually for the 2012 Euro Cup uh, where he was on the bench but saw no action. Also chosen for the 2020 Euro Cup uh, last year and uh, he had just subbed in for a couple of games there but he was actually uh, injured for game four. Uh, okay, now I'm going to try to find out uh, what his injury is. Uh, it's just a calf injury, so I don't think it accounts for uh, all the games he's he's been missing. So uh, basically, he never really made it as a starter on the squad, at least as far as tournaments go. And uh, it also looks like he's going to struggle to make this tournament. 
we have him as a possible but unlikely. Finally, we'll uh, take a quick look at Quincy Promes. So he uh, last appeared in the Euro Cup where he was a substitute. Um, so uh, I have him as seemingly off the squad. He plays for uh, Spartak Moscow in Russia. Uh, one of the players who remained in Russia um, even after the uh, recent problems there. Um, and he was on the squad since 2014 and has 50 caps and seven goals. So uh, didn't really uh, make a name in a tournament, but uh, played a lot of games for them. However, he now seems to be off the squad. So in review of the forwards, we have Memphis Depay as a definite candidate. And uh, all the others, I wouldn't be uh, bold enough to say that they will even make it to the cup. Um, I'm actually thinking of moving uh, uh, Mon, uh, sorry, uh, Malin and Weghorst uh, are kind of almost at the possible level uh, here. So I'm not convinced that they're going to make the cup, but I do have them as likely. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the player-by-player -player review. And then we'll just have a bit of discussion uh, about the squad here, uh, kind of going back to the notes at the top. So once again, uh, De Jong, Frank De Jong uh, managed them during the Cup, and then Van Gaal, uh, Louis Van Gaal took over after the Cup. So they got rid of uh, De Jong and replaced him with Louis Van Gaal in his third stint as uh, as Netherlands manager. So uh, we did talk about a bit of disunity on the squad. And soon we're going to talk about the club affiliations of uh, Netherlands. The question, though, is whether uh, Van Gaal is the man who's going to bring all that talent together uh, to, to, to uh, you know, to be one of the strong teams in the cup. So... Uh, Netherlands um, uh, do have a lot of talent, but aren't always unified in the dressing room or on the field. Uh, the question then is, uh, is Van Gaal going to be the, the solution for that? The other question, which is uh, related to Van Gaal, is they had a very steady formation and were using the same players through their seven games after the Euro Cup of World Cup qualifying. And they did well with that in a 4-3-3 formation. Uh, but now, uh, in the last Nations League games, uh, they used three different formations over those four games and a whole lot of new players. So um, bringing uh, players in maybe to check them out, uh, to see, usually that's done during friendlies, I must say, but... Um, to uh, kind of see what talent they have and maybe uh, look into new talent. But it's getting a bit close to the World Cup to kind of start that process. So uh, my question is whether uh, whether they're creating a problem for themselves, uh, bringing in new players that they then have to consider, what do you do with the old players who were in that position and stuff like that? Those are my concerns for... Netherlands. All right, let's move on. Uh, club affiliations. Well, I've talked about them as we went through the players one by one. But uh, in summary, uh, they just have um, uh, they have players playing for some of the top clubs 
uh, in the Netherlands. So that's five players with Ajax and three players with uh, uh, PSV Eindhoven. Uh, they have two players uh, in Spain with Barcelona and one with Villarreal. They have two players in Italy. Uh, sorry, they have uh, in Italy. They have two players for Inter Milan, uh, two with Atalanta, one with Roma. England, uh, three of the top teams: uh, Liverpool, Manchester City, and Man United. They have one player at each of those teams. Two with Bayern Munich in Germany, and one at Dortmund and uh, Besiktas in Turkey. So uh, just top clubs all around there. Some of them do play for kind of secondary uh, secondary clubs like Vitesse in Netherlands, Bologna in Italy, Norwich in England, uh, Freiburg and uh, uh, stuff like that. Uh, but uh, we would have to say their club affiliation, their pedigree is very strong. And sometimes too much is made of that. But um, definitely going into the cup. That's why I say can Van Hal bring the talent together? Because obviously uh, they have to be talented to reach those teams. Uh, but the question is whether they show it as a team, as a national team. Because sometimes uh, Netherlands doesn't. Okay, well I put together a little chart of the players who that we that we had as definite, likely, or possible, and I'm kind of comparing them with other teams as I go through this podcast. So uh, it's just a, a kind of a fun little uh, experiment that I do, and. Um, Uh, we take a look at four things. So one is the total number of players under consideration. So that gives a, an idea as to which squads are very steady and which clubs are trying out a lot of new players as they come into the cup. So uh, the average there is um, uh, the average there is is currently around uh, thirty. Uh, 30 candidates. Netherlands has 33, so they seem to be trying out uh, a lot of new candidates. By comparison, uh, we have Ghana, who who uh, are trying out a lot of new candidates, kind of worryingly so. But then we have uh, Senegal with 24 and Qatar with 26, both steady teams playing, you know, playing the game, uh, playing same players playing their games time after time, uh, you know, working together and working out the teamwork and the communication on the field. As far as Netherlands goes, they seem to have that uh, as in their World Cup qualification and now have gone uh, through a lot of experimentation uh, uh, in the four recent Nations League games. The next stat is the average age of the team. So in general, uh, 25 to 27 seems to be the average. And uh, Netherlands is 26.6 among the players on my chart there. So that's uh, pretty average. And they have actually, uh, a lot of the veterans are in their 30s. They have quite a few players in their 30s. Um, but they do have quite a few uh, younger players uh, too. So. Uh, it kind of balances out in the middle. But I would say actually a good balance of uh, veterans and new players coming in. Average number of caps is uh, 26.5. Um, and let me see uh, how that compares with other teams. Uh, that is about uh, 
about average. Uh, uh, Qatar was shockingly more than everyone else because they've been playing so many games together as a unit uh, over the last three years. And the last one is the total goals uh, among the players we've selected. And Netherlands is high at 130, well above the average of 86. Uh, that averages out to 3.9 goals per player. So because we're talking about a larger number of players, 33 players, um, uh, that partly accounts for the for the number of goals. But I think in general, the stat shows them to be uh, an attacking team. They can definitely score a lot of goals. Okay, we'll go through the players to watch or the issues to watch. And uh, in defense... Uh, well, we have six candidates for goalkeeper. We're going to go through the candidates uh, uh, at the end here. But the big question is uh, who is going to replace uh, uh, as the um, Stecklenburg as the, uh, as the starting goalkeeper because uh, they've been mixing and matching quite a bit. Uh, the other question is will they go with the World Cup qualifying back uh, backline, or will they start using some of the newcomers that they've really introduced uh, in the last four Nations League games? I gotta say, the Nations League games went well. They won three and tied one, so uh, not a problem. But they may be creating a selection problem for themselves by having, you know, a, a reliable background and, and a whole bunch of new players who want to get onto the field. And then, who do you choose? Uh, during the podcast, I compared that to the USA's team, who seemed to have a similar problem. Uh, well, uh, I did have a note uh, about Wijnaldum, and is he there or is he not? Um, and the answer is he is not, because during the podcast, we, we saw that he's injured and not expected back until after the World Cup. Uh, he played an important role uh, uh uh, in the attacking end at first. So they've replaced uh, that attacking side of Wijnaldum with a whole bunch of new players. And uh, on the uh, central midfielder role, which he played during the World Cup uh, qualification games, he moved back into the central midfielder. They seem to be a, a bit lacking there. And so they sometimes move uh, attacking midfielders back to play in the central midfield. So again, more of an attacking team. Uh, as far as the attack goes, uh, I usually give the percentages of some of the top attackers. Uh, so who can we expect to get the goals from? Well, uh, Netherlands has one player above 50% and three players uh, above 30%. So that is very high in terms of uh, goals per cap ratio i'm giving uh listeners a little bit of time to think who i'm gonna say and uh probably not a surprise that memphis Depay is the one above 50 percent. he has 42 goals in 80 games uh really a, a very high ratio there so we can expect to see him scoring goals uh amazingly the second highest is uh vincent jansen um Vincent Janssen, who only appeared in the very last game of, uh, of, of recent uh, games, uh, he is 38.9%, seven goals in 18 games. And then uh, Dan Juma and Jorginho Wijnaldum, 
uh, both above 30%. Danjuma, though, it's only two goals in six games, so not really a, a fair uh, um, way to judge there. But Wijnaldum, 26 goals in 86 games, so they'll miss him uh, possibly at both ends of the field. But uh, other players who are not guaranteed starters, but who you may see uh, scoring goals during the Cup, are uh, Malin and Weghorst. They're both above 20%. Uh, even Davy Klassen, uh, and then uh, Stephen Bergwijn and Cody Gappo are both above uh, 25%, uh, along with Klassen. And then uh, Noah Lang, uh, one goal in five games, a new name. We'll go through new names. Uh, but they have a lot of players who can score, although a lot of them uh, uh, will be substitutes rather than starters. So the only, the only kind of... Uh, uh, starter star is Memphis Depay as a scorer. So uh, look for that. Okay, we'll go through just by name some of the new people on the squad. So we have Louis van Gaal. Uh, Louis van Gaal is their new manager since after the Euro Cup. We have a whole whack of new goalies who have all been kind of involved uh, in some way or another. So um, again, we talked about them in the uh, in the uh, long version of the podcast or of the media cast here. So we'll just mention them by name in this uh, review. Uh, Mark Flecken, Justin Billow, Joel Drommel, and Kjell Sherpin. So definitely among goalkeepers, they have a bit of a selection problem because uh, in addition to that, they have two likely candidates uh, on the table too. In central defense, we have Jurian Timber making his way into the squad, and to a lesser degree, uh, Jordan Teze, and even uh, Bruno Martins Indy coming back from a long winter uh, off the team, uh, recently coming into the squad. So he's a, he's a veteran, but I put him as new because he's newly back. In the defensive midfield, Jordi Schouten. And uh, left wingers, a couple of them in Noah Lang and Cody Gatko. Some of these won't make the team, but quite a few of them will. And uh, Goose Till is an attacking midfielder, but generally playing as a, uh, as a defensive, uh, as a central midfielder. And then uh, injuries. Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum is uh, not expected to, to be in the cup. He's expected to recover sometime after the cup. We also have Bayern Munich player Ryan Gravenberg with, uh, I believe it was an ankle uh, injury there. Uh, left defender, who was who uh, a, a doubtful candidate anyway, Owen uh, Windahl. And uh, forward uh, Arno Danjuma, although I think we said that he, he should be fit by the time the cup comes around. Okay, finally, notable absences. And again, we talked about them in the long version of the podcast. But uh, Martin uh, Stecklenburg, um, his absence uh, kind of creates a void to fill as starting goalkeeper. In left defence, uh, Patrick Van Arnholt, who seems to now be replaced by uh, Daly Blind. Uh, we have a player who's doing well in England, but is off the squad 
the national squad, Joel Beltman. And similarly, uh, Donny van der Beek uh, with Man United in England, which was a big move for him, but he hasn't been seeing game time, which seems to cost him his position on the national squad. And Ryan Babel, who uh, kind of made a comeback prior to the Euro Cup, but didn't make the Euro Cup squad. And finally, uh, Luke de Jong, uh, who did have an injury, but that doesn't seem to be the reason that he's not uh, with the national squad. He just seems to not be being selected. So if we learn anything more about these players, we can do that uh, during the update podcast. Uh, but in, in closing here, I'm just going to go through the players we've selected as uh, starters for the squad. And again, it's hard to tell. They had a very uh, steady squad for the World Cup 2021 qualifying games or 20, the, the qualifying games for this cup. But then they, they kind of, uh, you know, put it in the blender for the, for the Nations League games. And now I don't know what, what to expect. Anyway, it will be Louis van Gaal uh, managing him unless they get rid of him uh, at this late point. Uh, for goalkeeper, we have three likely candidates, Jasper Selesson, Mark Flecken, and Tim Kroll. But we also have three possible candidates we introduced in the new section. And uh, who knows which of them is going to be the starter. I would uh, kind of edge towards Jasper Selesson uh, uh, there. But, um, but uh, you know, in terms of recent participation which we discussed in the long version, uh, it's still hard to, hard to know. Uh, central defenders, oh, it looks like we didn't, um, we didn't uh, do starters when we went through that. Uh, but we have Stefan de Vries and Virgil van Dijk. I think they will be the starters. Uh, Matthias de Ligt is uh, a candidate, and if they go with a three-man defense, a stronger candidate yet. But um, I just have him as likely, likely to make the squad here. So, um, yeah, the definite likely possible, all of that is their likelihood of making the final squad. And then the, the green highlights for those on YouTube, the ones I'm going through now are uh, starters, the players we think are starters. So left back, almost certainly daily blind although he done, does sometimes play as a central defender. Right back, almost certainly Denzel Dumfries. Uh, defensive midfielder, Turn Cooper Myers. We have him as likely to make the cup, but uh, I shouldn't have brought him up because he's not. Uh, we don't have him as a, a starter. However, in central midfielder, we have Frankie de Jong as a definite uh, uh, starter there as a Definite candidate to make the cup and as a starter. Uh, Giorgio Wijnaldum is injured. He probably would have been a starter, uh, either in the central midfielder or in the attacking role. He moved back during World Cup qualification to a more of a central midfield role. Uh, left wingers, all of those are uh, likely to make the cup. Stephen Bergwijn, Noah Lang, Cody Gapko. Uh, but we can't put a finger on which of them is going to start because they've been mixing and matching so much lately. However, we can say that uh, Stephen Berkwies, uh will be a definite starter 
but difficult to say if he's going to be kind of a right forward and attacking right winger or in central defense where he has been playing sorry central midfield where he's been playing recently uh, david Klassen was also moved back to play more central midfield in recent times but we have him as a uh, a definite starter is he a starter i didn't know we put him as a starter there uh anyway um and then as a forward memphis Depay is the only one we consider a starter but there are uh, a few likely or possible candidates who will be on the squad and uh, uh, possibly a starter, but more likely as a, uh, as a substitute. All right. So a bit hard to tell, and maybe we can uh, give some clarification when they see, when we see who starts their games between now and our update podcast in November. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, keep in mind, yes, we will be doing that update uh, in November. And uh, meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. Uh, we have done one one look at Netherlands team, and you can find uh, the link to that in the show notes along with other uh, links to relevant podcasts. Or you can look at our whole library at soccerfiles.captivate.fm or just type Soccer Files into the uh into google that soccer files with a ph in the middle and an s at the end uh um, and uh we are soccer files canada so i hope to see you in our next podcast bye bye